Hi, everyone. It's Mitch, and it is Monday, October 18th, 2021, here with your live show. We're live seven days a week, 365 days a year. We've got NBA basketball. We've, oh, tomorrow. We've got, I got I'm ahead of myself. We've got NFL Monday Night Football. We've got Major League Baseball. We've got NHL, and of course, a whole lot of banter that uh, some people are going to love, and, well, others are going to complain about it. See you in just a second with the gang. Oh, for sure. These games have to be high drama. Here we go again. I'm going to go big and see what happens. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. I don't know. I think I messed that up. I think I've had Brian in the corner somehow um, in the pictures. But Oh, well. We'll get it right, but that's our... Intro that we're working on. It's work in progress. I like it. Anyways. I like what I'm seeing so far, Mitch, of that intro. I was watching it late on YouTube there. But so. I think I got Brian in the corner somehow. I got to figure out That's how to get him back out of there. So. Well, I love how Brian says we're going to go big. Yep. That sounds awesome. Yep. We're going big? Yeah. So it's yeah, we're going big. So <laughs> you say you say it. <laughs> Probably was the Timberwolves or something. Well, we did <laughs> catch the big on me, and, me and Rob cashed the Timberwolves the other night when they were laying a point at home, and that was an easy one. When was this? That was a few days, maybe a week or two ago. <laughs> it's like a new Jeopardy category. I cashed three weeks ago for two hundred, please. <laughs> <laughs> I cashed last Thursday on the Eagles. I remember all my winners, not my losers. I ask you that you only judge me on my losers because I have so few. <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street. I don't Except ask you to judge me on my winners. I ask you to judge me on my losers because I have so few. Those are the ones I remember. Oh, Man, I hate when I lose those ones. Oh, yeah. Remember every single loss. They've showed that CD Lamb touchdown about 700 times. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> right. that, that broke my spirit yesterday. That was the final nail in the coffin. It was definitely not a good one. Because once you got to overtime <laughs> and they won the coin flip, it was a pretty good mathematical probability of coming. That they would at least kick a field goal. Right? Yeah, like they would at least get a field goal. That's all. That's all we needed was for them to get a field goal. That was all we needed. A stupid play call on third down to throw it deep and he'd. Anyway, that's one game. It is what it is. It happens. It's the NFL. We move on, and the beauty of the NFL is it's only week six. You know, so we still have um, twelve weeks of NFL left to go. It's only one third of the way through. Yep. The regular season. And it's not even. We had a game tonight. You say that and it's going to go in a blank. Oh, yeah. Oh, Already one third. I can't believe we're here. Well, it's like, you know, college football season is halfway through. And, uh, you know, the NBA starts tomorrow. I'm super excited about that. So, who was the worst? Who was the biggest disappointment yesterday? I'd have to say the Cleveland Browns. Just... Not showing up at all against the Cardinals at home. With the Cardinals, you know, is it that the the Cardinals are this good? Or the Browns, they're just a 3-3 three and three team. And, you know, we have to pretty much accept that. It's going to be the Ravens and the Steelers again. I mean, is that where we're at here? I think but, the Browns are out of their league. I think we expect them to be a lot better. They're a lot better on paper, but they're not coming out and they're not playing like they should. Um, I don't think it was Arizona yesterday. I think this Browns team is beat up and they're just not getting the job done. So Stephen A. Smith is, you know, and everybody on the, that I watched when I was working out this morning, they, um, they were just crushing Baker Mayfield. They were just absolutely all over him. They've been all over him for a couple of weeks now. And Stephen A. Smith is like, trade Odell Beckham to, to Green Bay. And everyone's like, they're going to, the legal veto that thing so fast. And I, I, I think it would be interesting to see if, I think, that, I think, I, I do think you put Odell Beckham on the Packers, they go to the Super Bowl. I, I do believe that. 
But um, I don't know. Uh, Aaron Rodgers taunting the Chicago fans. That was that was kind of fun. He's an asshole. <laughs> right. That was kind of fun. I love Rodgers. Come on, Brian. I, I hate that mother. I hate that guy. Look at his. He does own them though. He completely owns them. Look at his record yeah. against them. Yeah. He destroys them every time. <laughs> so let's look at some of these guys. Is it the guy or is it the situation? Okay. Jared Goff. Brian, do you think it's the it's him or do you think it's his situation? Combination. How about you, Rod? What do you think? Yeah, I think Goff's a combination of both. Joe? I think coach, it's the guy. His coach ripped him. Coach ripped him after I think you could put Goff on like a super defensive team like the old Baltimore Ravens and maybe. He was he would... on a super defensive team. Well, yeah. and they were ten and six. You know, they were you know, They went to the Super Bowl and they, he they couldn't the complete a pass. He couldn't complete well, yeah, a pass. He can get you there. He yeah, but he couldn't there. complete a pass when he got there. Well, we know how he got there, so I don't think he would have got there. But anyways. How about Daniel Jones? How about Daniel Jones? Is it him or is it the Giants? Joe? I, know I think like, it's the Giants. 100%. Daniel Jones the coach, is the Giants. maybe? Joe Judge? His, yeah, his coach, his offensive line. This kid has no protection whatsoever. What, would you? Have, how much would you have paid to see in a video like when the Giants were driving down the field on that opening drive of like Brian and Rod's living room like after giving out the Giants on the shows yesterday? I would have loved to have seen it. I would have loved to have seen it, too. <laughs> loved to have seen it. They were driving. No, I was just thinking, now I got to hear it for Mitch. That's the only thing I was thinking about. <laughs> I don't really care. But, I cashed a giant ticket on that thing. That was the that was my biggest bet of the year. You got one. I got, but I got the right one. That's the thing. It's like maybe I got one, and maybe I'm not even having a good NFL year. But you know what? If you pick your spots, you hit your right ones. Yeah. That's really what it matters. It's like I you never hear me about like saying oh, I'm going to go small or whatever. It's like oh the safe bet. I mean, just like the Braves yesterday. I mean, you you got even money and I got plus one sixty five. Right? That's so true. But like, they were down four to two at one point. So and what? We needed some it, help. The game the, ga- the, the game doesn't end it at down four to two at some point. the The thing is, if if you lose, you actually lose more than I do. If you win. If you win, I lose fifteen. If you win, you win a lot less cents. than I do. A fifteen cents more than you do, right? So, but that's fifteen percent. But that's fifteen percent. It's not fifteen cents. It's fifteen percent of the bet. And then, if on the on the upside, you lost, you know, sixty five percent. So it's like. It's just I don't understand the strategy, but that's I take the money line because I felt like it was a one run game either way. We already went through this yesterday, one run game either way. And I felt safer with the one and a half. You know, I thought that was the better bet. But you won and you doubled your I wouldn't say it wasn't a double, but it it wasn't a double. Nice, nice payout. It wasn't a double, but it was plus 150 or better than better than even money or, you know, whatever. I still I I I win as a winner, though. So I still I, want I think the plus one and a half too, and uh, I would take it again in that same spot. I would take it again, just because it, it, you know, I knew the game was coming down. It was going to be a one run game, so I, I'd rather make sure that I was a winner. And uh, I just don't believe that easy, that's a viable easy. sports betting strategy. Like over the long term, is to play it safe and to play. There's sometimes to, you take the money line. Sometimes I, I don't. The house doesn't play that way, and it's like the house generally generally wins, and that's the house is super aggressive, and it's like. You need to be super aggressive. The house is super aggressive. They're taking the other side. They're taking the other side. When people go up there and say, I want Alabama on the money line at minus 3,800, the house is taking the other side of that action. They'll say, I'll take it. Yeah, okay. You want to do it? I'll take it. And it's like they, the house always wins, right? It's when do you hear about a book going under, you know? You it's don't. Like, you don't. And it's like, so they're on the other side of that. It's like any time you go off, it's kind of like, um, you know, at the casino games. You know, the further you get away from the mean, you know, it's like the, the, the potential of winning is, is slimmer and slimmer. So the more aggressive you need to be to, in, in your bets. So basically, uh, that's like playing, a, that's like playing a one token in a three-token slot machine, three-token max slot machine. That's what that is doing. Well, I, 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 I want to limit my, my liability, but yeah, if you hit the if you hit the the mega bucks instead of getting twenty eight million, you get five thousand bucks. You know, and that's that's the that's the rub. 
personally, I believe that uh, what keeps books, you know, making money is the greed of people and the aggressiveness because they can have a huge day like Sunday. But then in, instead of their normal bet, maybe they'll go all in tonight on tonight's game and then lose it all. You know, it just takes one win from the book. I don't think so. I, I think there's I think there's there's way more to it. Than I that. get greedy myself. There's, you know, I start winning and then I, my bets start going up and you then can't, I end up losing. You can't bank on public mentality, you know, on that. They have a tried and true system and it is taking that edge. And they, the odds are basically in their favor to, when the game starts. They have an edge on every single game and it's like your only chance is to be aggressive and to go for plus money and that that is what the house is doing it's just like um playing the don't come you know imagine if they imagine if see they let you become the bank in pie gal but they don't let you become the bank in blackjack that's for damn sure right in craps they let you they let you play the don't but they charge you (laughs) ridiculous to do so right for that privilege to play the don't, they they charge, they pay you way, you have to pay way up for that. So it's like basically when you look at the mathematics of the of of the of the of the gambling over time, moneyline dogs is the way to go. Big ones, you know. Imagine if you had, um, imagine you know, imagine if you had Louisiana Monroe on the money line on Saturday. You know, imagine what the house position. Well, you scared me off of that game, so I scared you off. Since I when? Taken, I would have <laughs> taken. The, I would have taken the points. But since when have I ever scared you off a bet? I didn't feel like being ridiculed by saying, "Oh, I like Louisiana." Yeah, I wouldn't have ridic- I don't. I ridicule you anyway, man. It's like I, you, we were on the same side of the Braves game. Take, I'm ridiculing would, you now. It's. I, it's, I mean, this is what I do. Now. This is this I would is never my Liberty would. Everyone knows I would never, that. I would never think that Liberty would lose that game outright, not in a million years. No, of course not. But but the house had a position, you know, where I'm sure there was a better out there that had Louisiana Monroe on the money line. I'm sure there was. But I'm sure it was a very small because what else we would have read about it. Well, how many people tossed in the money line of Liberty on all their stupid parlays for no reason? Zero. So, uh, oh, uh, Liberty. Yeah. The house, that was the Liberty. house's position was them for, yeah. you know, they, they won on that. Because we, we know you do that. No, I've never. I don't think I've ever done that. You just take the plus one and a half. I I, I can't say ever because you know over a decade is a long time, but I don't remember ever doing that. Okay, Brian, we're not gonna, we're not here to judge, except when we're judging. Well, honestly, I want to say hi to everyone watching and thanks for joining us this morning. Both both tickets cashed is is the bottom line. Your cat your ticket cashed a little bigger than Brian's ticket on the Braves game. That's all it is. Both but players. imagine if they would have just scored one run in that bottom of the eighth, and it was. But I'm just saying over that, the lo- over the long term strategy that that um, that 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 differential but, in cashing is six bets in going five hundred. Oh, for sure. Of we a get cushion. Your, we, we, you know, if you go five hundred, if you go five hundred, if you go five hundred, don't do that all the time. But if how you many, go five hundred, if you go six and six, if you go six and six. I'm even. Brian My Brian has lost six, Brian has lost sixty percent of his I'm initial bet Brian hasn't made six of those plus one and a half bets all season long. Sure I guarantee. Does. I don't think he's oh, made yeah, six. Yeah, yeah. So we can go back and watch the tape. He absolutely. We has. made more than six. Absolutely. Absolutely. I guarantee. Absolutely. One and a half. Oh, Mayor McCheese <laughs> over here. Are you kidding? I don't take plus one and a half. No I don't take one and a half when you're like laying minus one forty or minus one fifty. What opens up my eyes is when it's around minus one ten or so, and I know that there's heavy minus one and a half action. And you know, do you like um, tartar sauce on that fish sandwich? Or uh, I don't like tartar sauce because it has it's uh, there's something in there that gives my mouth ulcers. It's too acidic for me, so I'm not a big tartar sauce guy. All right. Or the filet of fish. Anyways. Wait, I'm sorry. Tartar sauce is made with mayonnaise. It's that red sauce, whatever the red sauce is. That's What's secret their... sauce. Oh, yeah. What is what? that red secret sauce called? That's uh, ketchup and horseradish, a little yeah. bit of lemon juice. It's called cocktail sauce. <laughs> cocktail <laughs> sauce. That's what I can't have. I can have uh, tartar sauce. That's just mayo. I'm horseradish intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> I can't eat anything spicy, so I couldn't go out with Joe and order anything uh 
like peppers. Joe drinks hot sauce. You want to survive a day in my house? Joe drinks hot sauce out of the bottle. Yeah, my mouth. Basically, do you know the like the bottle of hot sauce? It lasts a week in my house. Joe's like the yeah. Joe's like the woman at Costco you see with the shopping cart with the two giant things of hot sauce, and they're like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, and I'm back for next week. They're like, "Man, my kids love it." You know, we love spicy curries, vindaloo's, everything. There you have it. Yeah, nothing spicy for me. <laughs> there you have it. Anyways, we've got Monday Night Football tonight. Um, we've got the Bills and the Titans. These teams know each other extremely well. The Titans have been Jekyll and Hyde this season. Uh, Julio Jones looks to be back for this. Antonio Brown, he's questionable or whatever. Or not Antonio Brown, but uh, Brown. Um, questionable for this one, um, but... I'm going to guess he's going to play. It says he has an illness, though. So it Yeah, but it's, if it's illness and they're not playing, it always says illness out is the, is the key word there. So I'm going to guess he's going to play. But um, the line moving higher here, um, definitely people pounding the Bills. The Bills, you know, just have been superlative outside one half of football against the Steelers. Um, Bills have just been absolutely – have looked like the best team in the NFL. You hear all these discussions of um, – you know, who's the best and, you know, all this other stuff. Who's the best in the NFC and who's the best in whatever. But it's been the Buffalo Bills that have clearly been the best team in the NFL this season. It really hasn't been close outside of that, you know, 30 minutes what? of football in, against the Steelers at home. It has been pure domination. And it's been not even not against really the bad teams either or in favorable spots. Um, went into Miami, shut out the Dolphins beat up on the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday night on the road. Um, night or That was their only win, though. Sunday night on the road. Um, I don't know. Number one defense. Number one against the, the run. Number one against the, the pass. Dolphins. Number one against whatever. Everybody plays the same teams, Brian. I mean. Yeah, but they had a weaker schedule. So, I mean, so the obviously you have the Dallas. Titans here. And let, we'll no, see no, what no, no, no. Here. I'm just arguing you know. the fact that I think Arizona might be having the better season so far than the Buffalo Bills. It, not the Bills statistically, played, it's not there. Statistically, even the Chiefs are in a down year. It's just, well, the, the loser of the Super Bowl doesn't usually yeah. go to the playoffs the next year. But the thing is, is that when you look at the Bills and you look at the statistics and you look at the numbers, it's tough to argue where they sit statistically here, which is number one in total defense, 250 yards per game. It's like Georgia's rushing defense, allowing just 78 yards a game up here against Derrick Henry. Now, the thing is, is that the Titans, while they... Um, while, while they, you know, can run the football, they don't have a balanced attack. They're 27th in passing the football, while the Bills are, you know, first, they're second in every single defensive category. The only one that they're actually number two is in um, takeaways. Um, they own 13 takeaways in five games um, for the Bills so far this season up against Ryan Tannehill, who, let's just not, let's just call him what he is, right? He sucks. Right? He's terrible. <laughs> he, he's a good runner. Oh, but come on, he- he beat the Jaguars. Right, he did beat the Jags. He's a <laughs> super good runner. Yeah, He's right. a super good runner, but, I mean, we saw him in Miami, right? I mean, anytime there's ever any pressure in this guy, anytime he's ever in a big game against a good team, he's never gotten it done, ever, right? So, you know, here it is, a big spot. And, you know, for the Bills, you know, obviously a lot to prove this season, you know, losing last year in the championship game. Number one in, in, in offense as well, 34.4 points per game. So they have number one offense, number one defense in the NFL statistically. There's really not a lot of arguing here you can do, Brian, as far as I see you're looking at your numbers. But the, this, the number, I'm just reading numbers. Well, you say Tannehill doesn't have any big wins. I mean, he did knock off the Ravens in that of, uh, playoff game. Ravens came in, I believe, as the number one seed, and they were not the number one, but – Titans were a wild card team. They went into didn't they beat the Patriots and then beat the Ravens? So he has had some big wins. Yep. Was it three years ago? Two years ago, right? Three years ago. So um yeah, three years ago they he beat the Ravens once. Okay. Give it to you. I don't know. Obviously you, you like the Titans here, Brian. Tell everyone why. No, uh, for me in this game, as far as the total goes, there's no real uh obvious over or under as far as like people are all over the over or the under this one's pretty much 50 50 but for me i'm going to go with the under here because you got two teams that uh like to run the football even the bills do like to run the football they're the fifth best uh rushing attack in the nfl titans i believe are number one no number two 
uh, and running the football. I believe the Titans want to keep this game close and compete. They're going to have to control the um, the pace of the game, and to do that, they need to run the football. So I think this game goes under the total here. I think we see a lot of. Uh, I think this game clock is going to move fast tonight, so I'm going to take the under 53 and a half. Rod, last year we saw these two teams play. Tennessee 42, Buffalo 16. Um, Tennessee was a three-point uh, home dog in that game. They're a six-point home dog tonight. Uh, it was all Tennessee then. Uh, around, it's about a year ago, you know, that this game happened. It was October 13th of last year. Of course, no fans in the stands. Um I don't know, a little bit of revenge factor here for the Bills, maybe? Maybe it's a little circle on the calendar for this one? Well, I'm sure that's what, that's what they had, but they're in, this is a tough spot here as well. They have two road games against two tough teams. Uh, this could be a letdown spot for the Bills as well. They just beat the Chiefs, which was their, uh, no, that was their top of the 40, night. 40, to 40, circled, right? to so now you got to come back down here. Is they're going to let I, down? I like, 42 I like to 16. It's probably the worst like loss the in the last five years. For me, I, I like the over uh, in this one because, you know, you, just like I said, 42-16. Titans are going to put up points. Bills, I can guarantee you, are going to score more than 16 points in this one um, for sure. As They scored more than 35 points in the last, uh, what, four straight games. So uh, that offense is uh, ticking right along, and I think Tennessee can put some in too. So uh, give me the over 54 in this one. I think we see uh, lots of points. I'm not taking no under. This is like the, the the revenge tour for the Bills, the Chiefs, and Titans, the two teams that got them last year. Joe? Yeah, this is an interesting one. I think people are looking too much at this underdog um, stat that the underdog is 6-0 and against the spread in the last six meetings because you look at this, and the underdog has been Buffalo. When we look at the last four games, Buffalo was the underdog three of those games. Um, Tennessee was the underdog in their last game where they did win this one, 42-16. to 16. That total went over um, 52. The other three games hit that under. I'm with Brian. I think this is going to be an under matchup. The under um, hitting three of these last four. And I'm seeing the money all on this over. I don't think we get there. I'd be looking at the Titans or the Buffaloes team total over theirs, but... I don't see the Titans getting the points tonight. All right. I like the over in this one. Bills just carve them up like a turkey. I think they're going to really have revenge in mind. We're going to see them roll it up on them, kind of like uh, what we've seen them do. I think that three previous unders were all uh, Mariota at quarterback as well. That was awful. Where's he now? He's the backup quarterback for the Raiders. He's injured. <laughs> right. No, he's back. He was healthy yesterday. Right, let's look at Ryan Tannehill's career numbers. Let's, let's take a look at him versus Mariota. Ain't going yeah, to be pretty, I'll tell you that much. I'd yeah. much rather have Tannehill than Mariota. Well, we know, Brian. You took the Giants mm-hmm. yesterday, too. It was a good call. Oh, my God. Now, see, Mitch puts words in my mouth and tells everybody I'm on the Titans, but it's obvious he likes the Bills tonight. So, yeah, we'll see. I, I just, I just, I just, you know, <laughs> I, I, I know you don't watch the game, so it's like I do. you don't see like just what a mismatch my, this is. I sat on my couch from one o'clock until seven forty-five or eight o'clock. I don't know when the Patriots game was over. Uh, watching the Red Zone Channel, I watched every single game, well, in the Red Zone. But uh, so I saw every game yesterday. I didn't watch much of the Sunday night game. I just can't get behind this Titans team. You know, they beat the uh, the Jets, beat them. They beat the Jaguars. Like, wow. They beat the Jaguars. Like, seriously. Congratulations. How are they going to score Look any at the, points against this defense of the Buffalo Bills? They're not going to score anything tonight. Look at the Buffalo Bills' upcoming schedule after this game tonight. There's absolutely no pressure on Buffalo to win this game. They had, the, I think, the, the crap of the league. They got the Miami Dolphins coming up. They got the... Uh, Ryan, I believe another they game lost forty-two the, to sixteen. They lost four. The last time they played they them, crappy- so they played them last year. They lost forty-two to sixteen. You don't Titans think they don't care? Do you? Do you? Do you, do you have you ever two. met a professional athlete? Have you ever met I'm one? Just saying they have cupcakes. Let's, let's call three one. In a row and a Joe knows week. tons. There's let's no Joe. Let's call one and ask if they care. <laughs> okay, actually, we probably could. I'm yeah. sure all of them would answer the phone yeah. right now at this yeah. time in the morning. I'm sure they would. Let's call them and let's ask them if they would ca- if they care <laughs> that someone beat them 42 to 16 the last time they played. Ask them if they care. 
Oh, they care. Yeah, Trust me, I know, I know, I know a bunch money. myself. Trust me on this. Oh, they okay. absolutely care. <laughs> they, they absolutely 100% care. Buffalo Bills have a bye week next week. Then they play a Dolphins, Jags, and Jets, and Colts. All bottom feeders. There's no pressure on Buffalo to win this game. If they lose it, no big deal. They got four wins on deck. This is a must-win game for uh, for the Titans oh, at home. Yeah. National TV. So yeah, and, yeah, I see it. And the other and the other side, maybe the Titans just have their number, right? I mean, they beat them like that last year. Maybe they have. Maybe there's certain teams that just have their number, right? Like the Rams have the Giants' number, right? They just. And all this winning by Buffalo has inflated the number. Uh, It's inflated by at least two points here tonight. So Uh, four straight wins. All the bandwagon jumpers are. It's it's an obvious call tonight. You got me going. I couldn't help it. It's not. We'll see who answers back the fastest. I'll give you your answer. You're going to text a couple here. I'm glad we have Joe here to keep us under control. Keep you under control? Is that what I do? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll let you know when I get an answer. I don't think Brian likes all underdogs. He... No, I, I like the Colts yesterday. They weren't yeah, underdogs. He takes favorites. Time. Minnesota Vikings, that was a favorite. Um, Mike Gallo, ex-pitcher of the Houston Astros, wrote back, and he said, hell yes, we do not forget when we lost to a team the previous year. <laughs> Believe me, they, they care. <laughs> yep. They very, very much care. He was on the Astros team that lost to the White Sox in the I, World Series. I never said that they didn't care. That yeah, you did. You said they don't care. I said you clearly Buffalo, said it. This is, let's I go back. Let's roll the tape. Let's, I let's, said it's not a must-win game for Buffalo because they got a bunch of cupcakes on deck after their bye week. So you said they could care less. They could this is care a necessity less. Necessity win for the Titans. They I need to show up tonight. Care less. They're three and two. And who is you know, Buffalo? They beat one good team, the Chiefs. And even the Chiefs are questionable in my eyes. So the Titans beat. They beat the Texans, the Dolphins, two of the worst teams in the NFL. And they beat, they lost to the Jets. They beat the Colts. (laughs) They they beat the Seahawks. They lost to Arizona 38-13. They were undressed in that game. Um, 27-24 in overtime against the Jets. That one leaves a mark, but Jets are better than the Dolphins, so that's not too much. We're going to find out because they play each other twice, right? So you don't have to worry about the argument. <laughs> Dolphins yeah. are now the worst in the AFC East. Now you got Mike Gallo going off about how much he hated the Dodgers winning that World Series season. There's paragraphs after paragraphs. See? And the battles with the Cardinals in 04 and 05, they're still fresh in his mind. See? Yeah. 16 years <laughs> later, <laughs> he's still mad. He's still mad yeah. right now. These guys think they forgot about the game <laughs> last year. starting my morning off that way. <laughs> these, these, guys, these guys think they forgot about the game last year. I think on Tuesday, on Tuesday morning, tomorrow morning, you're going to hear a lot of crying about the game being fixed and the referees being in the pockets of this. And is that who, what happened in Denver side? yesterday? I, I is just that think what happened that's in Denver what yesterday, Brian? I think that's was the game fixed there? Because, was the game fixed uh, in Denver yesterday? Because I, 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 I think, I think so. number 11 just caught another 80-yard bomb because he was wide open all freaking day. I He's still open. So, but this is Monday Night Football. Anyone watch that game? Joe, you think number 11 is still open for the Raiders? You think anyone? Do you think they they maybe decided to put someone on them? Monday's last <laughs> week of the sports betting week. It's like, Tuesdays, how about this? How about how about this is with the Broncos? This is their defense for for number eleven, right? It's like, how about if he catches the ball like an eight, another eighty yarder, and we just we throw the challenge flag this time? Okay, it lands in his hands. He catches it, and then he happens to to trip over his own two feet because there's not a defender within fifty yards of the guy. And then someone runs over and and, and taps him. And how 
how about if we just challenge it and maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe that'll stop him? I don't know because whatever we're doing, we're just going to let him run free all day long and uh, see if, see how that works. And then what we'll do is instead of doing that, when they hand the ball to the other guy, the, the bigger of the backs, 28, is it? We'll just let him run right up the middle on us, you know, just pound us. And then, uh, you know what? This hurts. I, I don't even want to touch him. <laughs> it's like, I mean, basically that's what happened, right, in that game. I just I got a message also back from a coach um, saying that we have those games circled where we lost it severely and we should have won it. This is payback time. Absolutely. And we got Mike Gallo still texting. (laughs) Marvin Powell just texted 100 percent. We're lights out in those games. Yeah, I'd expect to see the superlative effort from the Bills tonight textbook surgery that's your prediction my prediction on tuesday there'll be a lot of crying about the refereeing and uh the game was fixed uh, what i'll be hearing is the squares got him <laughs> the squares got him monday night's week. a different animal monday night football is a different animal squares especially the way this him. weekend squares especially the way him. sunday went so we'll squares see how it goes that's my prediction there'll be a lot of crying on tuesday. squares got him this week Oh, the penalty roughing the quarterback. There'll be a lot of phantom calls, but as long as they go the way the Titans, I'll be happy. Uh, Josh Allen just not really a roughing the quarterback type of quarterback, is he? He's and more. He's a I stud. think he he delivers the blow. <laughs> you know, he's, he's not. A stud. I like him. He's not oh, a roughing the cor- him, roughing the passer type guy. I might dislike him after tonight. We'll see. Anyways, Marvin Powell said, "Make sure you look at the college ones too. Huge, huge games that are circled off losses like that." Well, we saw the Hurricanes this weekend get a little bit of revenge. They, they didn't get any the revenge. They, hey, they covered the spread. That's they, the no one cares. <laughs> Trust me, no one cares. They were. They could have won that game. No, they should have won. That they should have won. The guy threw the interception. They remembered that batted ball. Oh, of course they did, and they they had a chance to get the revenge. They didn't get it. They didn't get it. They lost. Yep, I agree with you. I agree with everyone in the comments. I think that um, one of the quarterbacks to get the first touchdown is is definitely not not a uh, reach at all. And I also like Diggs. Oh, for sure. Have to send against that soft Titans, that soft Titans secondary. You should carve him up. I think Diggs could have like one of the greatest Monday night performances I ever saw was James Lofton one time one night had I think two hundred eighty receiving yards. I think that record could go tonight. He was also in the Bills. And hey, you remember what college he went to? James Lofton. Oh, I'm sorry, Andre Reed. That's what I was thinking of. Never mind. He had James Lofton on Monday Night Football for the Bills. He had one game. That was ridiculous. It was. I don't know what it was. Too too many stat things out here. Receiving yards in a game Monday Night Football. Wonder. I think this record could go tonight. On Monday Night Football. What are you selling tonight while I'm Googling this stuff, Brian? I got my Monday Night Money Shot. Three pack today, or you can. It, it's a play one in the NFL, uh, one in Major League Baseball, and one in the NHL. So, my best bets my NFL Monday Night Money Shop. I guess everybody can guess that one. So, maybe you'll want to pick up, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you want to pick up my NHL President's Choice. We're a nice start in the NHL. We're going to try to keep it rolling tonight. I think it's the best bet and value on the ice. Or pick up the YouTube VIP premium. I'm definitely giving out one of these picks on there. So the game that I was thinking about was against um, James Loft in Buffalo against Cincinnati. 
very similar spot to this one. He had uh, 220 yards on eight receptions with two touchdowns. But actually, one of the, one of the receivers for the Titans had a bigger night on Monday Night Football. Um, Julio Jones against the Packers, 259 yards, 11 receptions, just one touchdown on 17 targets. Um, the all-time leader is the all-time leader. That's Jerry, Jerry Rice. Rice. <laughs> 289 yards, 14 catches, three touchdowns. It's like, his, it's always like, for Jerry Rice, all the Jerry Rice records are always like, you know, he's way ahead of everybody, right? And then it's like the big drop. It's, it's not even close. It's like Gretzky, Monday night. right? It's Most like, receiving yards on Monday night, everybody else. Oh, I know. Guy, it's always uh, like that. Six, nine, but he played on... He played a ton on Monday night. But the thing is that John Taylor, um, who was his other receiver, has the second most, you know, 286. But it's rare that you have the three touchdowns um, on, on Monday night. Gary Clark, he was one of the Smurfs. 11 uh, catches for 241 yards. Wes Chandler, oh, man, was he good, Charger. Um, he played on the other side of John Jefferson, who's Jordan Jefferson's father, right? And um, John Jefferson, amazing. He was in that Air Coryell Fouts offense. 10 catches, 260 yards, two touchdowns. That was the 82 Chargers, uh, same ones that um, beat the Dolphins in the uh, Kellen Winslow game. That was a uh, hell, hell of a team. Then uh, Don Beebe, when he was on the Packers, did it. 11 catches, 220 yards. Man, there's been some big Monday night games. Don Maynard still hangs in there from 1969 from the Jets. There's always, there's always on these lists, there's always like the outlier names that you just don't think are going to be there. And it's Drew Bennett um, for the Titans. Um, 12 catches, three touchdowns, 220 yards in uh, 2004. Ray Shalito is a good after-the-game better. He's given out Raiders money line for yesterday, today. Congratulations. Um, I think I like your chances on that one. Um, Rod, what are you selling? Any hockey? Yeah, for me, it's uh, I got a monumental Monday triple. Uh, we're off a nice winning weekend. Uh, I got three best bets in Monday's action. I got one NHL, one NFL, and one MLB. Uh, my 10-star gridiron crusher, my NFL NHL roof job, and my MLB diamond crusher. Uh, jump aboard. This triple's get a perfect way to start your week. A nice winner. Jump aboard. Love James, could use a roof job. James Lofton here with two different teams. Also on here with the Packers. Some guys just do it on Monday nights, right? Otis Taylor, man. Remember him? Man, was he good. 1971 with the Chiefs against the Steelers. 190 yards on six catches. That's a game right there. That's freaking, <laughs> that's the men and boys. 31.7 yards per catch, two touchdowns. Otis Taylor was the king of the one-hander. He used to be able to stick the one arm up in traffic and bring him down. He was good. Chiefs, Len Dawson was his quarterback. And I, I date myself. I was going to say, you were probably watching that uh, in college there on Monday Night Football. I'm kidding. I was watching at the bars, like, you know, <laughs> I was like in my mid, mid-30s. mid <laughs> Stefan Page for the Chiefs. 187. What's the record for rushing touchdowns on Monday Night Football? Here's your eagle, Fred Barnett. Rushing touchdowns gotta be Earl Campbell. It's Arkansas gotta, be, man. gotta be Earl or Tony Dorsett. Well, maybe Derrick Henry will break that record tonight. Never know. That happens. Your unders a toast. Yeah, because <laughs> because That's not gonna happen. Um, so Bill, Bill oh, it's, it's Bo. 221 yards in that Bosworth game. The game we ran over Bosworth. 
18 carries for 221 yards. Number two, Ricky Williams, Dolphins against the Bears. 216 on 31 carries. They just gave it to him every single play. Thurman Thomas is three. Le'Veon Bell against the Titans. <laughs> uh, 204 yards. Sean Alexander, 201 for the Seahawks. And then Earl Campbell, that game against Miami, the one where they show all the highlights where his shirt's coming off and everything. Uh, he had in that game, and that was a monster playoff implication game. That one, um, 199 yards on 28 carries, four touchdowns. That was just, I mean, one of the most epic performances you'll ever see. The Tyler Rose, Earl Campbell. Oh, man. He is one of the best, one of my favorite running backs. Barry Sanders is on the list. OJ's on this list. Julius Jones, the Cowboys, 198 yards on 30 carries. Any other names? Barry Sanders, Amon Green on this list, D'Angelo Williams, LaShawn McCoy, Justin Forsett, Joe Morris for the Giants, 181 yards, Bryce Brown, a lot of Eagles here, Brian. Nijay Davenport, but it's been a while, you know, since we've seen anybody hit any of these lists. Most of these lists, nothing recent. OJ Simpson, 197 yards on 17 carries. The juice was loose. That one. The juice was loose. The juice was loose. <laughs> Nijay Davenport for the Packers. Yeah, that Earl Campbell, uh, Garrison Hurst is on this list. He was another good Georgia back. It's like half these backs went to Georgia. And Oklahoma State, too. Thurman Thomas and and Barry Sanders. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, those were all under the Jimmy Johnson regime at Oklahoma State. Butch Davis, Jimmy Johnson. Anyways, we got baseball tonight. Oh, what are you selling tonight, Joe? You got anything for sale? You're killing it in the NFL. Did you go? Did you go and beat yesterday in the NFL? Yeah, I did. Went three and zero yesterday. Just Finally kill, had just, a just sweep it. on NFL. Um, yeah, I've got four plays today. I've got a total in the NHL, an underdog in the NHL, MLB, and my NFL best bet. So, what do you think? Like, if Brian calls you a square, like because you hit went three and zero yesterday, is you? Take it personally, or good with it? No, (laughs) no. When did I say that? There were some good plays. I said it for you because I saw the look on your face when I I said she went three and zero. I didn't say. I I saw some work. I, I had the Rod, Packers, Rod, the Raiders, the peacemaker here. Did you see the little smirk that Brian made there when I said Joe went three and zero? I don't think I did. I think you did. Think you did. It was kind of pissy. It was, it was little, there was one person that made me smile on the, on the list, but it wasn't her. It was a little, little bitchy. I didn't make you smile. Oh man! Thanks, <laughs> well, no, Brian. not because not because <laughs> of your picks. <laughs> wow. Anyway, yesterday it wasn't uh, the day I always remember is in 2008. It was called Sunday Bloody Sunday. It was uh, the day when every public side hit in the NFL. It was one of my worst betting days in my life. Uh, 13 years ago. Yeah. So, I definitely wasn't on the public side taking the Raiders plus the points yesterday. Everyone no. and their dog thought the Raiders were going to get blown out yesterday. Yeah. So There were some gems in there. I really am looking for the Raiders to come together more as a cohesive team now. I think they will do it, so... Look for them to have a good week. Again. Well, yeah, they didn't like the coach. Not a chance. So you knew. No, and you know what? They're making a lot of the storyline that Carr um, has gone to see Gruden and Carr has gone to do this. I really didn't like what the announcers were doing that with that yesterday. I thought that was. Um, I don't know. Are they trying to railroad Carr out of the NFL? I don't, I don't know. know. I found a lot of players have stuck up for Gruden. You know. I've come out so I would like to see all of the emails. I think if you're going to take yeah. once, I all I'm saying is I don't defend what John Gruden said, what he did. I don't defend mm-hmm. any of it because I don't even know I haven't seen any of it, right? But I think you can't take a subset of one coach's emails 
you got to look at all the coaches' emails. Well, imagine if every single player in the league and every single coach and every single GM, imagine every this. single email. Yeah, imagine this. There'd scenario. be a lot of players. Imagine this scenario, okay? There's a football coach that's a prick, okay? Imagine this, okay? There's a name caller, okay? Imagine there's a football, there's a football coach that, like, thinks his players are soft, right? Imagine there's a football coach that, you know, has an opinion. It's, you know, imagine there's a football coach that's a hard ass. I mean, <laughs> I'm at, you know. This is this is basically the world that we live in. This is the world. This we live in the participation trophy era, you know, and and that's what's going on here. I'm not saying anything that he. I don't know what he said, right? I don't know what he said because I didn't read the emails, right? If he said anything racist, whatever, well, that's unacceptable, you know. He calls some guy a, a wimp. It's kind of you. You kind of get that. I think when you go to pick up your uniform, you know, and you, you join the team, I think they say that before you even. You know, it's like, right? It's kind of part of being on the football team. I don't know. I don't know anyone that's ever played on a football team that hasn't been name called. It's the basketball guys that are sensitive about that thing. And no, they don't baby you. They don't baby you in football. Speaking about so. babies, let's get to Major League Baseball. Um, got the Red Sox taking on the Astros. Rod, um, what do you think of this one, Fenway Park? Uh, for me, I think we're going to see a whole lot of runs like we normally do. These two teams uh, definitely going to hit the ball, crush the ball. And uh, I think we get an over game in this one. Whole pile of runs. Uh, I think you can extend it. It's at nine. I don't even think that's enough. Not even close. You go up to, like, uh, I think we see a dozen or more runs in this game. Um, I don't trust Quiddy and uh, or Eduardo Rodriguez. I think both offenses uh, tee off on uh, in this game. So give me the over. What I like in this one. Astros four and two to the over their last ten. Boston seven and three to the over their last ten. So yeah, give me the over. Joe, what do you think? I'm leaning on the Astros. I love them with this plus money. I think they're the best offensive team and um four and oh in their last four games following a loss. So I think they come into this one and they uh get this win in Boston. Rod, how about you? Or uh, Brian, how about you? Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna agree with Rod here. I'm gonna go super square here and take the over nine runs. It's just uh, the overs ten one and one last twelve uh, ALCS games. The over between these two teams has hit four times straight. You got Uriquiti on the mound and Eduardo Rodriguez. Rodriguez has pitched well. If you can keep his innings to about five a start, but uh, I just think both teams' bats are red hot. No reason not to take the over here and overthink it. So I'm going to take the over. I like the over also. I also like the first five innings over. Double it up. I like that. I don't like, I like the runs first inning. <laughs> I don't know what they call it. The <laughs> no, riffy. No not the nerfy, nerfy. but the riffy. No <laughs> runs first inning. <laughs> I like all those things. Definitely over or, or riffy. <laughs> or if yes runs in first inning yes a riffy it's a riffy, riffy. runs riffy. in first inning Ken Riffy, riffy Jr. <laughs> give us a riffy <laughs> Ken Riffy alright it is time for NHL I almost have enough data that I could actually make picks not quite yet I'm getting there I need, I need about getting 10 games I need about 10 games Couple weeks, you'll be good to go. Yeah, but I'm starting to see some trends. Maple Leafs, Rangers, Flyers, cracking. Joe, what do you think? You ready to race um, up the skates for this one? Yeah, I'm. I'm excited um, for both these games. <laughs> I think we're gonna see um, both of these games hitting that over. We got a number of six in both. Um, pucks are gonna be flying both. All four of these teams can find the back of the net. For the Flyers, when we look at that game against the Seattle Kraken, Carter Hart, um, he didn't show great improvement last in his last game. You know, he allowed four of 39 shots on him. He really needs to step up for the Flyers. So I think that game is going to hit that over. And um, when we look at the Maple Leafs and the Rangers, this is one um, 
that the stats point towards the under, but I'm not seeing it get there. I think Toronto is just going to light up the back of the net, and the Rangers can too. And um, when we look at New York, they're 2-7 and seven in their last nine against the I believe it's against the Leafs. I didn't finish my sentence when I wrote my notes here, but um, I really do see both of these ones going to that over easily to the over. We look at the Rangers and the uh, Leafs in their last couple games. They're not averaging higher goals, but the Rangers allowed those four goals as well. So I think both these teams will be led by their offenses tonight and their defenses um, will need to step up in the future, but they don't get it done tonight. Yeah, I agree with Joe. I think there's definitely going to be a defensive touchdown in tonight's football game. Rod, what do you think? (laughs) For me, I'm going to go with, uh, I agree, the Rangers and Leafs, we're going to see a whole pile of goals. Austin Matthew gets his uh, first start of the season for the Leafs, um, and he's excited to be in there. So uh, I think we're going to see some goals from the Leafs and the Rangers as well, because the Rangers, what is this, game four for them? So, um, yeah. And And you look, you lean, you see their first few games, both of these uh, teams have been, have been under. The Leafs are 3-0 and to the under. The Rangers are 2-0-1 oh, to the under. Uh, I think we get some goals. We got a breakout game in this one. Give, it, give me the over six. And uh, in the Kraken and the Phillies and then the Flyers, I don't trust the Flyers. Forget it. Give me the Kraken. I'll take the underdog in that one all day, twice on uh, Monday. So uh, give me Seattle over the, the Flyers. Brian, Jerry used to record a sack plus 172, yes, or uh, minus 220, no? No. All right, I love the, I love the yes in that one. Anyways, uh, what do you think of these two games? Well, you would, but as far as those groupings, the two <laughs> games go, I'm going to take, I'm going to lean towards the New York Rangers here. I'm expecting a big improvement from the Rangers here and the Maple Leafs. They are one of the better teams, that's for sure, but I just think this price is just a tad bit high. So I'll take the plus 165 Rangers for an upset. I do like Greg Rousseau to get a sack as well. It's plus 116 with that one. It should be a sack fest because... Well, now I know what to send you for your birthday, a bunch of Buffalo Bills gear because I think you're getting on their bandwagon. Well, I'm surprised Rod's not wearing his Cardinals hat today. That's all I got to say. What's the over-under on the week of the season that Rod's sporting the Cardinals or Ravens hat? Week nine. Week, I, thought, I thought for sure he'd have the preseason Ravens hat because they've been unbeaten for so long in the preseason. You know, it's like week Ravens. Nine? Uh, depends how fast the Canadian mail is here. So uh, I don't know. Week nine it might be sooner than week nine. <laughs> <laughs> it's already in the mail. There you go, guys. <laughs> so under nine weeks. There we go. Let's see what we got here. Definitely crack it on the puck line. There's your plus one and a half. Is is that one? That's that's the one that you take, Brian. That's the that's the layup. Hot diggity dog. Yep, that is my hot diggity. Too good to be true. So oh, we we'll touch the Canadians. Here. <laughs> All right, next ones: Ducks and Flames, and uh, Arizona, St. Louis. Joe, what do you think? Um, give me the under in the St. Louis and um, Coyotes game. I. I see this one being controlled totally by the defenses of both these teams. Um, not a high-scoring battle. Both offenses have really struggled. I don't see either team putting up the big points here. So give me the under, five and a half. And then as for the Flames, my Flames are going to win this one. If they'll win it on the puck line... I don't know, you guys. I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't take them at minus one eighty-five at all. That's way too much juice. But I want to take them on the puck line against this Ducks team. I think um, anything can happen in these games, and it's just not worth taking a side in this one for me. Well, we don't take sides. We just <laughs> we just take we just, favorites. We just, we just point fingers and assign blame. <laughs> Brian, what do you got here? Yeah, I'm going to give out the Ducks and Flames on the drive through tonight so check it out um and the other game i like the coyotes here i'm gonna put i'm gonna bet 100 bucks on both the coyotes and rangers tonight coyotes i think it's their home opener uh they are one of the worst teams in hockey but i think this blues team the price is just a little bit too high for them on the road 
So I'm going to ride the Arizona Coyotes. Rod canceling the afternoon nap. He's not going to be able to sleep on pins and needles waiting for that Bittler drive through appearance on that Ducks-Flames game. Um, Rod, what do you think of these last two? Really really was a a, uh, cliffhanger, right? Well, it's slim slim pickings. Whoa, I wonder who Brian's got. Social media is a buzz. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do like both the Ducks and Flames. We know. We know. That's, we know, that's, yeah. You know, it's it's the you know what, what could it be? You know, it's. Hold on, let me look at that nose. Let me see. Okay, I think I know who you got. <laughs> <laughs> For me in these ones, I'm going to go with. Uh, I agree. Give me the under in the St. Louis and uh, Arizona game. Uh, goals are definitely going to be tough to come by. This is the air. They're awful. They're awful. They, 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 like I said last time, they sold everything off. Even the hot dog stand is gone. There's not much left of this Arizona Coyotes team. So goals, yeah, very low scoring in this one. Um, Blues did score five in their first game against the Avs, but that was a higher pace game. Uh, this one slows right down. Give me the under five and a half in that one. And we all know that I'm not a Calgary guy, so I'm definitely on the Ducks. The ducks. You got your ducks it. quacking, hey? My dog would have ripped in there, ripping that thing uh-huh. right out of your hand would have lasted. About yeah, because I've got Calgary on full fade, full regression. Calgary does not make the playoffs this season. Um, they they don't look. They heart. looked a little bit lost. They um they they played well. They got lots of shots against the Oilers, but they just don't have that one guy to stand up. And until they get that one guy in the team that gets all your other guys going, they don't have that. They lost that. Um, they, they lost did, that. Absolutely. Lost that player. Somebody on this Calgary team can stand up and go, hey, I'm the guy. Let's go, boys. Uh, I'm going to take the Ducks because Getzlaff has done that for the Ducks in the first two games. Um, the Ducks are 2-0 and on the puck line. They've been one goal games, and they've battled. Uh, and I and this was the team that I thought was going to be awful. This Ducks are uh, not bad. They've got on the power play. You give them the power play, and you're in trouble. So uh, I'm going to take the Ducks in that one. And not nothing against Calgary. It's just... Uh, it's, what I see, I see. We do home. have we do have Johnny Goudreau though, and we do I have our home he's... opener here for Calgary in the Ducks' first road game. Of the it season. is it is Calgary's home opener. He needs to step up. I have so many friends going. I'm so jealous. Should have gone to this one tonight. It's What's the number one, one selling beer at the Calgary Flames game? I don't know. It's some sort of draft, and it's you know it's flat by the time you get up to your seat. Way overpriced. I don't know. Is what it, it like is. nine bucks for like, like half yeah? A glass? It's like nine dollars and yeah. It's crap. It's, it's never you good. It, you drink, you drink it, and you and you get all buzzed and happy. And as soon as you hit the outdoor air, you're sober. It's like I don't know what this is in this beer, but, <laughs> but it, it happens. you're running on fumes. It's and true. Stadium, you, you can do it at the weather's game too. Probably whatever they put more oxygen in there, so you're all like, yep. yeah. I don't know. The, this nine dollar beer is as soon as you leave the arena, you're like, oh. I hit the fresh air out. So what the hell? I thought I had 10 of those things. Yeah. <laughs> but then they give you those 30 cents pretzels that are like hard as a rock. And the cheese is so salty that you're going back and you're getting like six more of those beers. So you need six more of those beers. Yeah. <laughs> you do just to wash one down. Nice. I spent. Yeah, it's probably I spent, Molson. I spent $420 on beer. And yeah, <laughs> it's, it's probably Molson. I, I, I say it might be even cheaper than Molson. Worse. <laughs> Kokanee. Oh, that's too expensive now. Come on. It's it? probably, probably like no name. I don't know which way I'm going <laughs> when I drank my Canadian beer with Sleeman's. That was my, oh, yeah, Sleeman's. That was my Canadian Sleeman's beer. Sleeman's in a bottle. Sleeman's. So good. Well, I like to get the spicy Caesars there, um, but they won't give you a lid for the spicy Caesars. Bastards. So then it's always a nightmare trying Bastards. to carry that through. Especially if you got some food going with you, you're like, oh my yeah. goodness, this doesn't work. I've always got food and I've always got two drinks in my hand and trying to balance everything in my heels and get upstairs. It's, like, What's yeah. the one thing that they have at the Calgary snack bar like that you wouldn't find like at a U.S. snack bar or like, you know. I don't know, to be honest with you. Maybe the mini donuts. The mini donuts are everywhere. Are they down there? No. And not yeah, games. Always mini donuts. Not at games. Fresh mini donuts? Yeah. Oh, what's the line like for something like that? There's not really. Really? 
Yeah. Oh my god. I always get fresh mini donuts. I would go to the game just for that. I would just go for that. (laughs) There you go. Well, come to Calgary Flames game. Be a lot of fun. We'll do an Oilers one, right? We'll go on tour. Always live. We'll go all the rinks. All of them. How many teams are there? Thirty. Take us 30. half a season. Yeah. Thirty two. Yeah, take us yeah. we probably do it in a month and a half. That Hopefully. could be a lot of fun. It would be. I'm in. Maybe it'll maybe it'll be invigorate my love for the game. I think it will. You can sing the good old hockey game. I love when they start playing that song. I like my favorite hockey song is dun 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 they had that at baseball games too. It's not the same as at hockey. I went to a yeah. hockey school. I had never seen hockey until I went to college. And I went to a hockey school. Tastes great. Less filling. Tastes great. It's awesome. I have to say, I do love watching hockey at the Canadian Brew House up here where they have all the lights and the bells and everything that go when uh, the goals get scored. So much fun. We used to do the goalie, it is, it is. goalie sieve chant. It was always a big one. Be you. Goalie. Sieve. Goalie. The boss for uh, Canadian Brewhouse. How about the Who's Your Father referee song? Do you guys do that one? <laughs> I don't know that one. Who's Your Father referee song? Oh, God. That was, be Google you, the whole stadium would shake when they would sing the uh, Who's Your Father referee song. Who's your father? <laughs> Who's your father? Who's your father referee? Haven't got one, haven't got one. You're a bastard referee. The whole place would be just shaking, man. There'd be everyone was singing it like at the top of their lungs. And then that would lead into the taste great less filling. And you know, just the whole place. Bedlam. And we, we wonder why refs were so hard on everyone. <laughs> just in oh, a bad mood. The period. goalie would the goalie would skate onto the ice and the whole place would just be screaming sieve. Love pointing it. love it <laughs> it's like it was tough building a lot of national you can get into the Calgary game tonight for 14 bucks but you're standing you can get in for 14 dollars yeah you're standing on the press level though you're way up there but you're uh you're standing and you're watching the game 14 bucks well that's pretty cheap to get in mm-hmm. so then i'd miss that i miss nfl you can find seats for 38 bucks it's not, oh, yeah. cheap to get it. it's not expensive to get into Calgary at all. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's not. My, my problem is all my friends are going to be in boxes, so that's where I want to be tonight if I'm going. Well, yeah, I'm be in of the course boxes. <laughs> no having to worry about carrying your Caesar up the stairs in high heels. Definitely not if you're in a box. <laughs> I'd want to be in a suite, though, if I was going. This is the way Miami Hurricanes <laughs> games worked in the old Orange Bowl. Two binocular cases. One with binoculars, the other with about four joints of Jamaican sensimia and a big bottle of 151 rum. Then <laughs> you're ready to go to the game. Toronto's cheerleaders. Toronto's cheapest seat tonight is one fifty to two hundred for nosebleeds. Oh wow! Oh yeah, massive hockey. I is, didn't realize hockey that. is one of the sports that's way better live. I yeah. used to the yeah. best was yeah. when I lived in Boston, and there'd be like the giant snowstorm, and then you could go watch the Bruins play at the old Boston Garden, and it would be like nobody there. It's the best. Nobody would be there. It's crazy. You can get tickets right behind the Calgary bench for like 71 bucks. Oh, wow. Super cheap tonight. I don't think it's been that cheap in forever. That's crazy. Yeah, that is. How's Ruffalo doing with those outros, Rod, in the uh, hockey videos? Getting better. Working on it. All right. Got to shorten it down. I'm going to really shorten my um, intros and outros for the uh, college basketball, for college football and for uh, college hoops. NBA, I'm going to do the full Monty. I don't care. All right. Well, that's pretty much covers it. Anyone got a parlay for today? Not a lot of action here. We got we spoke for over an hour and ten minutes about nothing. No, no parlay. For me, I'm going to go uh, Ducks, 
Seattle and over in the Monday Nighter. We're going to give uh, me. Oh, we're going to Go do ahead. premium premium VIP is going to be combo today. Monday combo. I think this will be the last combo because, um, well, tomorrow will probably be a combo, but probably going forward, um, we should have a full schedule again. Anyways, go ahead, Joe. Sorry for cutting you off. That's okay. Let's um, just do the totals in a parlay. We'll do the over for the Flyers Kraken, over for the Rangers and Leafs, and under for the St. Louis Blues and uh, Arizona Coyotes in that one. Mike Tomlin's mad at the referees. Imagine that. Isn't everyone mad at the referees and the kickers? Like, all of them are on my hit list. They're all on my hit list. <laughs> yeah, next Monday in the NBA, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games next Monday in the NBA. The NBA is going full tilt. Boston, yes. Charlotte, Milwaukee, Indiana, Atlanta, Detroit, Washington, Brooklyn. I know Brian's got the Wizards in that one. Miami and Orlando. Uh, Toronto, Chicago, New Orleans, Minnesota. He's got the Timberwolves at home in that thing against Brian. Like the Timberwolves against the Pelicans next Monday. The Timberwolves will be a team that I probably am on a lot this season. They played well in the second half last year. They were on our list. I got a Timberwolves, Sacramento Kings. Um, How about Cleveland? No, <laughs> not, not as I'm talking now. I don't see myself. Cleveland's just a different level. What's Jamal Murray's status for Denver? You back? No clue. Kind of important. Clay Thompson looking like Christmas for the Warriors, but um, they say that he should be cleared to practice in about a month. Imagine with him what they're going to be like. The Bulls, that's the team on my radar. Your Chicago Bulls. Orlando Magic. <laughs> Portland Trailblazers. Dun, or he's not back dun, at the start dun, of the season. Dun, 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 no dun, 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 Miami Heat. Toronto Raptors. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. <laughs> Have an awesome day. Let's make it a winning day. We appreciate each and every one of you. See you tomorrow. I'm going to try and act more professional tomorrow.